from NFL quarterback to <laughs> Hollywood to the mayor's office. And now, behind the mic at KXEX, this is the Alan Autry Show, No Retreat. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. What the hell's going on out here? Everybody grab it out there. Nobody that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. I'm not fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Best talk in town. Talk Radio 1550 KXEX. Call Alan now. 559-899-1550. And welcome to Alan Autry No Retreat on this beautiful Monday. I'm Alan Autry along with uh, my good old buddy Stephen Cloud zooming in from uh, Las Vegas at the corner of, what was it, Paradise and Elvis Presley? That's correct. Paradise Road and Elvis Presley Boulevard. That's where this dude lives. On the corner yes, of Paradise and Elvis Presley Boulevard in yes. Las Vegas, Nevada, in your little <laughs> bunker there. So, the, those two streets, can you imagine two better street names? Oh, my gosh, Paradise. Yeah, I, I was wondering the other day, I wonder what the streets will be named in heaven. You think about that? Then on the corner of, like, Moses and Corinthians. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where do you live? Well, I got a little... Condo over there on uh, Joshua and uh, and Jesus Lane. Um, all right, enough nonsense. Um, Got to get right to the. Hey, Steve, we sent you some topics last night. And you sent me some topics to talk about today, and we got a lot of them here. But did you happen to see? Wasn't on what I sent you because I turned this on the TV after I'd sent it to you. And did you see the the sixty minutes thing on uh, the fires out here in California? Did you ever see that? <laughs> I didn't. I heard about this woman though being the arsonist. Is that what you're referring no, to? No, 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 no. They did a uh, they did a big expose on the fires here in California, the ones that go on right now that are just decimating the state every single year. Mm-hmm. Now they're threatening the, the giant sequoias here close to to our home, and they uh, talked to a gentleman who has a fleet of Chinook helicopters. And apparently these Chinook helicopters can just drop a ton of water on a fire, like 10 times more than any other aircraft, like a winged aircraft. And uh, they were not allowed in the sky because Cal Fire and the National Forest Service got in their little squabble and they were kept on the ground for weeks and weeks while the fire raged. And I don't take cheap shots, this and that, but I'm sitting there going, dadgummit, where's the governor? Where, where is the governor on this? If that is like the wheelhouse for a governor to do, if you were a, a mayor in the city and you have this kind of bureaucratic squabble 
at City Hall and the people are suffering. It's like, you know, you get the fire department and the police fighting each other when there's a fire raging and crime out, you know, and a robbery in process, and they're they're debating each other. Uh, you know, and I'm sitting there going, my goodness gracious. <clears throat> Again, I'm not trying to take pot shots at, at Governor Newsom, but, you know, it's been how long, what, almost two weeks tomorrow since the recall election, and he won by a landslide. And, Stephen, I know you're in Vegas, but you come home quite often here to Fresno and in California. I don't see much difference. Do you? Two weeks since he's been. I mean, we still need water. We still got a drought. The fires are still raging. You know, businesses are still leaving. Uh, Schools are still not working. Everybody's scared to death of COVID. That's one thing he does well is scaring the heck out of people COVID. But Mm. you anticipate any big changes? I know this is probably a rhetorical question for this for this governor for the until he's up for re-election again in 2022. Sadly, Alan, the only thing I see this governor doing is maybe, and I don't mean to scare people here, is making more lockdowns. Mm-hmm. I, I could see, I could see that coming. Do you think that they, because of the size, you know, knowing politicians for eight years, I spent a lot of time around politicians, and uh, you know, you think being in Hollywood that you couldn't possibly be around people that are more fake. And a lot of people mm. in Hollywood get into mm. politics. They make those uh, those actors, these fake actors, look uh, like Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Uh, it's, uh, y- y- you know, you would think that they, instead of looking at this, this, this victory that he had as I- introspectively and say, you know, there's a lot of people out there that were not happy with me. Yeah, I, I got a lot of money that came in from unions to, you know, bought $100 million worth of ads. Joe Biden came in. Kamala Harris got in to galvanize the base. You'd say, you know, okay, they came in. I won, won handily. But, man, I need to listen. I need to listen at what caused this recall because it wasn't just Republicans. And my answer to your question, I hope they don't get into the situation where they're just so um, clueless to what the people are trying to sell them that they think, okay, people really want more lockdowns in California. They really do want more draconian uh, measures on COVID. So I I don't know. I I hope you're wrong, but that nagging voice inside me tells me that there might be more uh, to it, and I just hope and pray that, that's not the case, but I just have seen nothing in two weeks. I didn't see a, any kind of action plan to address any of these problems from the governor. I've seen no, uh, we're in, except you're going to have to limit your showers to three minutes. You only can only flush your toilet a couple of times a day. That's coming down all these measures. <laughs> so I, I, Hey, did you hear, did you see where, um, the guy, the Taliban, the kinder and gentler Taliban, did you hear about that? I did. No, tell me. Yes. Well, thank you. I tried to leave. <laughs> thank you for the, for the urging here. Well, apparently, Mullah Norudin Turabi. Okay. One Norubin Turabi. Remember that name because apparently he is the spokesman for the Taliban and a PR guy. And he just came out and said, did an interview and uh, talking about, uh, he, well, actually, he is one of the founders of the Taliban. He's one of the big shots to put it all together. And he's in control now of uh, the prisons. And he came out and said yesterday that they're uh, going to make sure that 
The punishments continue to be uh, strict, so the cutting off of hands will still continue for a fee- thief. Uh, when, wow. Yeah, when pressed upon it, though, he said that they were going to kind of bring it into the 20th century, and he was not. they were not going to ban cell phones and videos. In fact, Mr. Tarabi uh, thought it was a great idea to uh, broadcast these amputations. Uh, oh. So because... The, he feels that if it's broadcast worldwide, them cutting off hands and also feet, I don't know what the crime would be that required the, the, the feet, but uh, feet, hands, fingers, ears, noses mm. are all fair oh. play for, uh, for amputation. And the, uh, the people of Afghanistan are free to, to film that and put it on the Internet and Mr. Tarabi believes that that's going to uh, deter crime and that uh, that's good. So. You know, Alan, I have, an, I have an experience with this where I was in Dubai. And um, in Dubai, there's cameras everywhere. They even tell you there's cameras. You'll get tickets in the mail. So they're um, like New York City. Then that's how they operate. On a plus side, and I'll get to the negative too, you'll see cars unlock, cars open. They say you can leave your... If you're a woman, you can leave your purse right on the dashboard. No one will touch it because they're afraid for their lives. So on one end, you think, oh, that's great. I mean, there's no crime. Um, I, I don't have to worry. But at the same time, there's this feeling about things. You're like you're in a weird world where you're being watched, where they could make up a crime against you and then your hands are gone. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, you think? <laughs> yeah, you don't feel free, um, even though there's no crime around you. It's, it's kind of a bizarre police state feeling. Yeah. When they get the DNA back and it doesn't match the, uh, the oh, perpetrator. Hey, I want to, where's that hand? Where's that hand? <laughs> Sew it back on. No, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work that way unless you go and freeze the hands. Anyway, I, this whole thing, come on. They're just clueless. They, they actually think that by broadcasting that type of, of, um, consequence for a crime or you know a a accusation of the crime Uh, and you know it's going to be politicized everybody who doesn't toe the line no matter if they stole anything or nothing be walking around nicknamed stubby you know that's just that's just what they're gonna (laughs) it's just what they're gonna do um you, you know they they don't understand they they could care less about what the world thinks of them so that's why when you get anthony blinken joe biden Kamala Harris, uh, General Milley, uh, Lloyd Austin, all these people saying that they're going to hold the Taliban accountable on the world stage, that they're going to look bad if they beat women. They're going to look bad if they don't let little girls go to school. They're going to look bad if they have these horrible, uh, you know, dark ages consequences uh, in their legal system. Well, they're already back doing all that Mm. they're not going to change you know and how naive and you think to yourself if our leaders really thought that um number one they're either very very naive having seen the history of these terrorist organizations these islamic extremists or they're just lying to us they're they're in cahoots with them as as you mentioned beijing biden it seems like every day that when you call him that stephen it's not an exaggeration. It looks like it's an absolute. No way. All right, what do you got? We got, uh, we're not going to take a break just yet. I need to hear Stevens Clouds news. You got to know, buddy. Come on.
Hey, Alan, I Talk got one for you right here. The Taliban could get their hands on up to 150 Pakistani nuclear weapons after America's catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan, says former security advisor John Bolton. 150 nuclear weapons. Yes. Now, you said get their hands on it. I'm assuming these are ones that Taliban members that haven't been accused of stealing. <laughs> Correct? I mean, you got to clarify yes. this. Okay. The Taliban people have not been accused of stealing. They're trying to get their hands on. Run that by me again. One more time. How, how much? Okay. The Taliban could get their hands on up to 150 of the Pakistani nuclear weapons after America's catastrophe withdrawal from Afghanistan, says security advisor, former security advisor, John Bolton, 150 nuclear weapons. You know, I, when I first started this show several months ago and in my previous show years and years ago and in interviews where uh, the interview went beyond the acting things I were, I was doing with the interviewer and going into other interests. I, I tell you, if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times easily that never has chaos been so close to nuclear weapons than they are in Pakistan. And that is a frightening, frightening thought of what you just said. And unfortunately it's Bolton who I believe right now is really telling this truth right on. I don't believe it's exaggeration, Stephen. Do you? No, and Bolton was an anti-Trump guy, so this is... No, go ahead. Yeah. You know, Bolton being an anti-Trump guy, you know, usually, I mean, anyone in the media would always say anyone who was anti-Trump must be telling the truth. So this is a very um, alarming situation here. 150 nuclear weapons, because they'll find a reason to set those off. Oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, it really... You know, you know, we're sitting here on a show and people want, you know, you always want your show to be interesting. So sometimes you kind of force things and act like you're said or, or make something bigger than it is a mountain out of a molehill or this sort of thing. Everybody is susceptible to that. That's in the media. When you're doing a bad movie, it's not working well. Well, you try to just, as my director friend says, if your movie is going slow, just blow up something. And then, uh, you know, you <laughs> it's the same thing when you got ready, but this subject I don't think it's possible to over-dramatize and over-emphasize the importance of this. I mean, you have the far left getting ready to spend about $3.5 trillion, Stephen, on climate change initiatives because they quote-unquote call it the existential threat to America and the world. Existential meaning the first word exists, the thing that threatens our existence. And I'm listening to this, and once again, comes smashing back to me the reality. That climate change, if as important as it may be, the more existential threat to our existence is nuclear weapons getting into the hands of radical Islam. Because when they use it, you want to talk about climate change. Go read, <laughs> right? Go read yeah. what happens with just a limited exchange of nuclear weapons. Just limited, not to mention the full arsenals that China has, Russia has, that uh, Iran probably is going to have. Israel does have. They won't. I mean, you're talking about nuclear winters 
that lasts for decades. You know, that is the most immediate existential threat to not only the United States of America, but the world. Yet you don't hear anything about it. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely insane. And then you want to go hand Iran, you know, a nuclear weapon because and people said, well, mutual assured destruction, Alan, they're not going to use it because they'll kill themselves too. Did that stop? That makes me feel, that makes me feel safe. <laughs> well, I would say, okay. Apparently Muhammad Atta wasn't too worried about his life and the other hijackers on 9-11 when they flew the planes into the Twin Towers, those three planes, because here's the difference between, you know, the communist regimes like China, Russia, they're communists, they're godless, but they still don't want to see Beijing incinerated. Putin doesn't want to see Moscow wiped off the face of the earth, okay? So that mutual assured destruction thing holds a little bit of water. We certainly don't want to see one dropped on New York City, and uh, mm. L.A., San Francisco. Well, so, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Please, I'm kidding. You oh, know I'm man. kidding. But with radical Islam, what they believe, and it's universal throughout the Taliban, al-Qaeda, uh, al-Shabaab, all over the world, there's one thing that they share. They share many things in common, but in their ideology, in their religion. And that is the ushering in of, I believe it's the ninth imam, their Messiah, if you will. And they believe that Messiah will only come when the world's in complete chaos. And they feel it's on them to create as much chaos and destruction as possible to get the ninth imam here quicker. So what better way to create worldwide chaos than to start a nuclear war? Mm. Alan, I got uh, another headline. I know that you're. Yeah, I'm sorry, I get, but that hits home. That hits home to me, folks. I, AOC, you people, you young people that have this voice that are marching, all this about climate change. Stay there, but my goodness, take a step back. Make disarmament, the nuclear weapons reduction in this world, and keeping nuclear weapons out of the hands of absolutely crazy, insane madmen. Make that. That's that's the real threat, the existential threat to to America and the world. Go ahead, Stephen. Sorry. I know you're going to love this one. Why, a school in Washington State, they ban um, students and teachers who had police flags as um, a decoration in the classroom or on their folders, but they allow um, the pride flag and they allow mm -hmm. the BLM flag. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they ban the police flag is they said it's political, but the BLM flag and the pride flag, they said is not. Yeah. Well, surprise, <laughs> that's the, the world we live in. People think when I point out cre uh, critical race theory in our schools and this far left, and here I go again, I'm going to draw a distinction. I know you get tired of it, but I think it's very important in this soundbite world that we do this, a distinction between the far left and your classic liberals that I grew up with, that many of you out there on Facebook and many listening on radio grew up with, uh, this whole thing about free speech, whether you agreed with somebody or not, you would give your life, many of them would, for the right of that person to uh, say what was on their mind, whether you agreed with it or not. And now you have this wokeism 
that has infiltrated the schools. And I think, Stephen, is that they've been there, don't you? I mean, they've been there so long. This hmm. this ideology has it's taken, um, you know, year after year, decade after decade, to, where it's not just a scattered few that are doing these sort of things that that are taking that free speech away and politically picking sides. You know, a political group like BLM, you can say what you want about them, but we know they're a political organization. Okay. And this has been going on for so long that now, you, you know what it's like? It's like if you catch cancer early, you know, there's ways that you can defeat it. You, you can defeat it with uh, uh, sometimes just nutrition, changing your diets. You can, the radiation therapies, they've got these um, laser things now that you can go in and cut a cancer out. But if you wait too long, the only alternative you have is radical surgery. And hmm. when you have radical surgery, the odds of the patient surviving go way down. And on top of that, you wind up as you go in there and cut it out, you can get cut into other organs surrounding. Hmm. And that's unfortunately what's happened in our school system with this stuff. It is so in that cancer has been in there so long and the tumor has grown so large throughout the public school system that it's going to take nothing less than a revolution. That's why on our promo we have uh, Revolution by the Beatles. But, no, it doesn't surprise me. Surprise you? It doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, it surprises me that they allow the other flags. I, I'm not surprised that they ban uh, certain flags, but that they only allow. You know, when I grew up, um, and I was I Stephen, was you have never grown up. That, you say when I grew up? Oh, no. <laughs> when you were growing up. True, I hope that you never do, brother. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Thank you. God bless you, Alan. Uh, I was listening to Dennis Miller talk about this. He said when he was on Saturday Night Live that it was a different time and that everybody kind of, if you had a different political view, it was, it was listened to, it was kind of more curious, right? You know, maybe some didn't appreciate it, but there was more a curiosity of, of, of different views. Um, he said today, different views are not tolerated and you will be banned. You'll be let go. You will be shamed and you won't work again. Yep. And he he faced that, all of those. All of that happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you know, that's why with Dyer, uh, Mayor Dyer here, Stephen, I think you were on the show and we talked about it when Jerry Dyer buckled and allowed the pride flag to fly over City Hall with the American flag and the state flag, the city flag. And at City Hall, that's what you, you shouldn't put special interest groups of any kind alongside that because where do you stop? Who do you say no to? You know, that's that's what they're facing. They they. To be fair, that school in Washington should have allowed that thin blue line flag that you were talking about. Here at City Hall, they're going to find that same thing, uh, that there's going to be folks come, hey, the National Rifle Association wants to fly their flag. How can you say no to them? Now, and one thing, I, I'm always against censorship. I, I remember I was raised, uh, my mom's Democrat, and I was raised Democrat uh, at that time. Now I'm uh, independent. Um, but I remember being part of the Democrat Party when we were so diehard. We were the number one people for freedom of speech and Absolutely. uncensorship. And now we're wanting everything censored. I had a, a dinner the other day with a, a longtime friend of mine, and he was saying, oh, yeah, we have to censor. He was saying that uh, he was for the censorship of Trump and anyone who had dissenting views. He said it was a must. And I thought, that's terrible. I would never want someone censored. I want to hear the other views. I, 
I'm interested. How could we possibly learn if we shut up people's ideas? See, that's that's the point. You know, oh man, we're way past the break time. Well, that's okay, what happens sorry, on man. Mondays, man. Well, we get a weekend loaded up for bear. We get here and we just go crazy here. Hey, uh, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. Uh, I want to talk about, you know, I heard CRT. I talk a lot about CRT, but I want to talk to you about my little theory, BRT, the Biden resignation theory. I think it holds some water, a lot more water than that CRT stuff. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Alan Autry Show on the best talk in town. Talk Radio 1550 KXEX. Call Alan now, 559-899-1550. Hey, welcome back to the show. Boy, we took a, that was a long segment. But one hour goes by fast. I shouldn't speak for the yeah. listeners. It probably just drags on and on with me droning on and <laughs> Never on. Never, so Alan. I want to jump to conclusions there. But let's get right to this, uh, my Biden um, resignation theory. But first of all, we're speaking about the border. I got to play this soundbite, Stephen, that uh, Biden of Biden at a press conference referring to the officers on horseback. By the way, pretty much every city in the country of any size has a mounted police force, and they use it for crowd control. Uh, and the, I don't know if we'll get to it, but the interview with Chris Wallace that uh, Alejandro Mayorkas had last night he defended the mounted police, which shocked me. He said, no, this is mounted police is an essential part of the border patrol. They can move around in different terrain. Chris Wallace pushed him on it. He says, but how about the treatment on about the, uh, in, the Haitians in the water? He says, we're doing an investigation, but I'm not going to pass judgment on these officers until we had that investigation. And, uh, I like that. He, well, yeah, I mean, you know, let me tell you, you know, in this town, I, I try to restrain because I got a lot of friends, both Republican and Democrat. I'm an independent. I ran as a Republican for mayor's office. And one of the reasons I left Republican Party, and it's the same for the Democratic Party, and became an independent again, is you say one thing good about someone in that other party. Mm-hmm. They come at you like you are suddenly not pro-life, you're pro-choice. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're not for national defense. You're for cutting it. You're not, you're for higher taxes and this. And then you look at him and go, wait a minute, dude, dudettes. I just said on this one little issue here that the person made the right decision. I'm going to say to Barbara Boxer, thank you for the federal courthouse. When Barbara Boxer was the reason that we got it, she worked overtime. I don't know why this region here in central California didn't vote for Barbara Boxer. I got no idea why she fought so hard for it. But she did, and I said, thank you. I got annihilated by the mm. further right brethren in this town. I got to the point one called me up and says, well, I don't know. You Are you a, a Democrat? Are you a Republican or are you a Democrat? And name will remain anonymous because I love the guy, but he was, he, was, he was loaded for bear, man. He let me have it. I said, you asked me about Republican, Democrat? I said, I'm either one right now. I'm a mayor. All right. And I'm, and I'm going to make decisions that I think is right for this city. And I'm going to say thank you when something's done nice to this city by someone. And I'm not going to put it through a political prism. And so is that, is that answer make you happy? <laughs> anyway, um, let's go to the soundbite on, on Biden in, uh, involving the 
mounted to police at the border. You've seen this, obviously, unless you've been living under a rock, you've, you've, you've seen these clips of the mounted police and the, uh, the migrants. Go ahead, Jose. Let's run. ABC, Rachel Scott. Thank you, Mr. President. You said on the campaign trail that you were going to restore the moral standing of the U.S., that you were going to immediately end Trump's assault on the dignity of immigrant communities. Given what we saw at the border this week, have you failed in that promise? And this is happening under your watch. Do you take responsibility for the chaos that's unfolding? Of course I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running over people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you, those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. That's it's good. an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. Yeah, go ahead and let it go a little bit. Embarrassment. Sorry. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. Okay. It's simply yeah. not who we are. <laughs> it's simply not who we are to maintain a border. And if you listen to him, Stephen, here's a guy who brought charges, convicted judge, jury, and executioner, basically, right there, without knowing any of the facts. He said these Border Patrol people are going to pay. That, that, that is chilling to be. If, if Trump would have said that, you know, without a... a, a a uh, investigation, even Mayorkas knew better than to say those things like that. What's your, what do you make of that? What he just said, well, you know, Alan, I think Beijing Biden is trying to uh, create diversions as much as he can from his falling uh, approval numbers. I mean, they are just disastrous. They're even more disastrously low today than before. And by the way, Alan, after our phenomenal show last Friday, <laughs> I was watching the news. And here on the Alan Autry Show, we are making the world a better place. And shamelessly plug it anytime we get a chance. <laughs> yeah, we Go are. Ahead. And I was watching the news, and uh, they were saying that his ratings were so low that the media now, we predicted this on Friday, was going to have to jump into pro protection mode. And so I think that's what's going on now. He's going to now just blame yeah. it on everybody. Yeah, but, and what, what, but my what's, question wait, to you, how does this help him, his approval ratings? I, I was going to say okay, go that – what happened is they started finding out that the border patrol agents weren't doing all these things that Beijing Biden was saying they were doing and the media was saying. And so there was backlash. So all of a sudden, I think that's why Mayorkas came out and said, oh, no, 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 we need to do an investigation. I, I think Mayorkas was more covering up for the fact that Beijing Biden was just trying to muddy the water so you can move on to the next, you, you know, Rush Limbaugh used to call it drive-by media. They'll do a drive-by, shoot up the joint, and then go on to the next thing, not caring of the bodies that fell and the buildings that got destroyed, the lives mm. that are ruined. Mm. And that's what I think is going on with Beijing Biden now. Yeah, but I, I, speaking just from a political standpoint, forget you know the integrity of your convictions. And uh, Biden, how do I put it this way? I'm not saying he doesn't have um, convictions, but he's got a diversity, a diversity of convictions. What's true today be true tomorrow with him. It's obvious, and he's been that way. If you go back and look at the sound bites, all the way back to his early days as a senator, senator, he just says what he needs to say to get reelected. And I know those are harsh words, but just go look at it and put it together. Take the time to do some research, and you'll see that's his mo. He uh, 
he got uh, he had to drop out of a presidential race because he plagiarized not just a couple of lines, plagiarized an entire speech, and just mm. thought the American people were so dumb they would never find it. it was pre Twitter Twitter world pre inter you know internet world. He thought he could uh, somebody over in England and he saw the speech. Oh, this is great! I'm just going to copy it. Thought that was just all right. And again, it shows he doesn't have any convictions in his own ability to communicate. But saying something like this, how just just take away any kind of true convictions and just look at it politically, which is what they usually do. They, meaning Biden and his advisor, Susan Rice, Barack Obama's back there pulling a dream. He's the Geppetto in, in this uh, puppet game. Uh, but who does this help him with other than the most far left wokester when you see this kind of carnage at the border mean 20,000 Haitians living in squalor and you're trying to hold back this when a COVID world, when they're being shipped everywhere, you, you know, and, and spreading disease everywhere, they're not being inoculated. And you come out and say something like this and right from the get go, not just resist what you see and criticize, that is really close to demonizing those border patrol people who are out there are because of him working Alan, 14, it is demonizing isn't it? i mean that that is close <laughs> if it ain't demonizing it's right at the yeah, door it's right at the doorstep demonizing? of the demonizing uh and i just think it makes no sense for him he's setting a 33% approval rating why wouldn't you just say you know we're going to look get to the bottom of this we, we need to have an investigation I know how it looks bad, and it may be that bad. We don't know yet because we've been told there was a whip. Some people said it was a rain, but I've commissioned an investigation to take place, and we should have the results of that uh, that investigation very shortly. Why in the heck can he have, say something like that, which everybody would have said, you know? And that brings me to the Biden resignation theory. Uh, we should take a break on here. Um, Let's uh, now let's let's delve right into it. Let's delve right into it. Oh, I'll, I'll run some extra commercials tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I think what we're seeing, what I'm going to propose here, what I'm going to put forth as a theory, my Biden resignation theory. Uh, you heard me criticize critical race theory, and I will continue to do so till it is purged completely out of our society. There's no room for racism blatant racism in this country. And that's exactly what CRT is. It's exactly what these books, Robin D'Angelo, which I'm reading, by the way, your book reports coming soon. Um, this is what we're, what we're seeing right now is the beginning of the end of his presidency. My prediction here is that Joe Biden will not make it through 2000. 22 midterms. Most people think that he will get through there. And then those who think that uh, he will step aside or what have you may happen in 2024. Uh, you look at what's happening. If you really examine the media, uh, Stephen, you, and, and you're very good at this. They have a pattern. If you study them, you can, you can tell when they start doing things, what track they're on. And, the, and this cabal of the far left, uh, corporate America led by the big tech companies, Twitter, Facebook, uh, uh, Amazon, Google, all those, 
your your government people, of course, your far left AOCs and your far left, uh, not necessarily Bernie Sanders, but he's in there with them. And you have uh, academia, and then you have the media, all working together in this cabal to make sure this country moves farther and farther to the left until you have eventually the Marxist state. And then they'll start cannibalizing each other. But when you, it's being brutally honest here. Does it make sense, knowing the nature of that, that movement and how they've demonized old, white, Christian men? I mean, we just, you want to tell, they're not even hiding it anymore. They're saying it out loud. And, we're, and working class. Working class, but in leadership, if you're old, white, and Christian, you need to move out of the way because you've dominated the scene for hundreds of years, and it's time for you to not just reduce your presence, but completely go away. So you have this anomaly. You have this anachronism of Joe Biden being the leader of that ideology. It doesn't fit. Okay. Then you start digging down. What's their goal? It is to take over the government. That's why they want to get, you know, uh, pack the courts, change the electoral college system, let all the immigrants in, legalize them, and then you never lose election ever again. And when you, but, which begs the question, well, why is he in there now? Well, they needed him. He was, he's simply a tool for this far-left movement. When they are done using that tool, they're going to throw that tool away. And that's why this infrastructure bill is so important. They feel they need him to get through this first infrastructure bill, which will be voted on on Thursday, then the follow-up reconciliation bill, which is another 4.5. So you're talking about about $6 trillion dollars Worth, oh my gosh! That worth of phony money into the system going to special interest groups. Okay, they feel they need him and his expertise with these other these senators in the House to to make this happen. Once that's done, it's hasta la vista, baby, for Joe Biden. And you're already seeing the media. In case Joe decides he doesn't want to go, remember all the stuff about Trump. If he loses, he yeah. won't go. There's more of a chance of this happening when Joe Biden, because he's going to be forced by the woke left after this is done to get out of Dodge because he's just occupying space that was reserved for Kamala Harris. And there, it's just a matter of when, not if he's going to go. No way he makes it two terms or even one term. Okay. By the way, Alan, did you see that Beijing Biden said yeah. that all the trillions in these spending plans cost Americans zero? Did you hear about this? Oh, yeah. As if they taxed, <laughs> yeah. Taxing Americans to pay for the bill is a zero. That's paid for. Yeah, paid for by our tax dollars. That's not zeroed out as if it doesn't cost anything. With inflation going through the roof, and then you're going to raise our taxes on top of that to pay for it, there's a cost to that, and we're going to feel it. We're already feeling it. But just one final point, and then we'll hit this tomorrow on the show, is you're starting to see the media open up to this Hunter Biden business. That's nuclear. People that, that are in the know know that the FBI is sitting on that computer. They know that Russia has the emails. They know China has the emails. They're compromising this administration. And once they get that infrastructure bill through, you're going to see more and more of the mainstream media start uncovering or releasing, rather, these Hunter Biden uh, emails and stories, which are really indefensible and roads leading back to absolute corruption, a selling of the office by Joe Biden when he was vice president. So... I predict there's going to be a private conversation when this time comes 
Joe, thank you much for what you've done. We know you're old. Uh, we're going to let you go out. One of those things, we're going to let you resign, not fire you. Corporations do that all the time. We're going to let you have a little put, but you got to go. If you don't, we're going to release this and force you out. So you want to leave with your legacy somewhat intact, or are we going to force you out? That's how they play ball, the far left. Mm. And that's exactly what's happening now. That's why you're seeing Biden in this sound clip. You would have never seen Biden challenged like that from an ABC reporter. Did you see Biden look down at his list? Very telling. He has a list of who to call on. These are pre-selected people. And what happened is that ABC reporter, they thought they had a safe question with her. He looked down. I forget her name, but I'm ABC. You know, one of the news organizations that was in the bag for Biden during the election. And she comes out there and hits him hard, basically saying, you're, you're uh, betraying the far left who put you in office. And so anyway, I, I keep your eyes on this. Uh, I feel so strongly. I don't have any empirical evidence outside of my own gut, but you do some research, you get to know these folks you, uh, and you see how they operate. It's as clear as that nose on Steven's face. I'm looking at right now through the zoom. <laughs> this is going to, well, am I off the wall? Am I, am I crazy? Tell me what, what's your thoughts? Do I, am I, let me am ask I you Alan, something or, or, do, or I'm on one of these UFO things that you believe in? Oh, well, those are, those oh, are uh, time travelers. Your theory. <laughs> Time travelers is definitely possible. I've right. seen Back to the Future. No, um, don't get off. What do you right think now, about my uh, BRT, my Biden resignation theory? He'll be gone before the midterms. Your Biden resignation replacement theory. Let me ask you this, Alan. When when do you think uh, your your Biden your BRT? Um, Thank you. Thank your you deadline. For, when do you think for, it's going to buy? What? Go ahead. When, when do you think Biden replacement resignation, whatever you want to put in there, because he, he'll be he'll be removed. As soon right. as they pass what they're able to pass in terms of these, the $1 trillion infrastructure bill, I think is going to go. It's going to, it's going to get passed. Alan, I tell you something. And then that, I think that, Joe Manchin and, and Cinema are going to say, that's it. They might get a little bit of the reconciliation bill, but I'm hopeful. And I don't think they have the votes to, to do this monstrosity, but I could be wrong. Alan, this is an important thing that, that the media is not telling people. Hidden in, this, in these taxes. And this is for all the listeners. They say, oh, we're only going to raise taxes on those making over 4000 But if you're a homeowner and you end up selling your home, chances are your home is worth more than 400000 So for that year, income is going to be higher than 400000 And they're going to nail you. Especially, all of a sudden, you're going to sell this home that you might own forever. And if Beijing Biden gets his way with um, some of these taxes that he wants, capital gains goes to 40%. Plus California tax, 13%, plus Obamacare tax is 40%, I mean 4%. You out, out all that up, it's 57%. You sell your home in California, if it's worth more than 400000 57% of, of your home value is gone. That's what's going on in these taxes. They're not going to tell you this because they're only telling you, oh, if you make more than 400000 as though it's a one-time, like as though it's, it's, a, it's an ongoing salary, but it counts for one-time sales as well. Well, you know, you hear a lot on the left and in the, the media about wealth distribution. You know, you got to dis, dis, uh, distribute the wealth uh, to those that have some have-nots. Uh, what you don't hear enough about or anything about is how, uh, how do you create wealth? You can't spread wealth if you don't have wealth to spread around. 
And I look at this taxation, tax, tax, tax the rich, tax the rich, tax the rich. Well, the people you're taxing are, with almost without exception, the ones providing jobs for people to be taxed. <laughs> All right? I, I never forget what my dad said. He was a migrant farm laborer. He says, I don't have anything against the rich guy because I can't remember the time I got a job from a poor one. And there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot to that. I, 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 I kept that. And unless we start, you know, socialism sounds great. Sounds great. You know? Uh, no accountability and everything taken care of from, for you from cradle to grave. It sounds great until you apply it to reality. And it never, ever has worked, and it will never work. It's too flawed in its premise. There's no creation of wealth that is in the system that you can spread around. Okay? So when you're talking about somebody making 400000 that's really a small business. You know that, Absolutely. Stephen. That's a small business. You might have three, four employees, maybe, maybe on that. And then when those taxes are raised, you, you lose your, you have to cut those jobs back to make, to make ends meet. We just have a few minutes. We got a caller. We want to respect that. Who we have here? We have Elaine in New Jersey. Elaine, welcome. Yes. Hi. Hey, how you doing? You know, we got about uh, two minutes. What's on your mind? I I wanted to get to you. I understand that, but my thing is, if these, if these bills go through the Senate and it's plus 50-50, doesn't Kamala Harris have to be the deciding vote? And I'll let you go. Uh, have a good day. Bye-bye. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't mean to run you off like that. I enjoyed talking to you there. She, she hung up there. No, she took it off. I didn't mean to. But we are running out of time. Well, I I believe that it's Nancy Pelosi that makes it. But it could. No, it's, it, it's Kamala Harris. She may be right on that. That if it's tied like that, but if uh, Joe Manchin and uh, Kristen Cinema from Arizona, the two that really have the problem with the big bill, hold out, then it's like fifty forty eight. It's going to be uh, there's still a vote short, and they have a couple of other senators in there. I'm not sure Mitt Romney. I think he's trying to get a little bit of street cred back with the uh, oh, conservatives. Man. So you haven't heard Switching. much. From him. Yeah, you haven't you haven't heard much from him, Stephen. So he could be, uh, uh, and he's very fiscally conservative. So they may have more problems on the Senate side, and then in the House of Representatives than they than they bargained for. It, now anything could happen in this old crazy world, Elaine. Uh, but I I do think that it's going to be difficult for them to pass the three point five reconciliation bill trillion dollars. But even anything close to that is going to be a tremendous hit negatively to this economy. It's certainly going to continue to drive inflation up, Stephen. You don't have to be a world-renowned economist to see that. You know, it's supply and demand. Right now, you got too much money chasing too few goods. Simple math. And that raises the prices. There's not enough houses. Prices going up. Not enough cars on the lots. Price goes up. Tough getting eggs. Chicken. My goodness, chicken's going up because I don't have enough chickens to go around. And you got the money, and that's when the inflation goes up. And the problem is people on fixed incomes, like seniors, their Social Security check doesn't go up with inflation. They give a cost of living increase a little bit every year, but not as much as the prices. That's why inflation is the most evil and egregious tax of Mm. all. And if you take that out of the equation, don't understand how all of this so-called free money, it'll be the most expensive money we ever unleash on society. And who gets hurt? Not the Kamala Harris's of the world, not the AOC's. 
not 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 Bernie Sanders, the the poor middle class poor Americans who they purport to care about. They know this. They know this is how the economy works. Yet they 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 just fool people. You know that's why I encourage people. Listen, I'm not the brightest comb on the bumper. We all know that. Okay, I'm an average intelligence guy. But do 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 a little research on your own. Go online. And you'll see that the dots will start connection, connecting for you, and you'll be able to speak against these things in a, in a very effective way. Folks, Stephen Cloud, you know what that means when we hear Roy and Dale. Boy. Oh, it's the saddest time of the day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, God bless y'all. Love y'all. And uh, really hope you can join us tomorrow. Guillermo Moreno, we're going to talk about his manifesto. Love y'all. Bye-bye now.